All right, welcome to Craft Imperial. This is the Viking. I am the Bourbon Cowboy. We sit here and discuss great cigars, great whiskey, and have a lot of fun with banter and discussing all these great cigars and bourbon. We'll sit here every week with you, enjoy this podcast, different cigars, different whiskey, all the banter, a lot of fun, a lot of nonsense, and... That's what it's about. Thank you for joining Craft the Puro. Please enjoy this episode. Cheers. Sir, what's up? Oh, what's up? Oh, what's up? I never know the exact timing on the intro. I know we've got that pre-done intro, but I never really know. It's like, all right, all right, all right. (laughs) You know, I, I never, no one gives me like, one, two, three, go. I like the action move thing. Yeah, no. whatever. No, and you know me. A lot of times, I like to hit it in the middle of a conversation just to get that that drag yeah. out there, right? Anyway, I'm the Bourbon Cowboy sitting here with the Viking, and we are at Lit, our locker sponsor and great cigar place. And I'm sitting here with my partner in crime, the Viking. What up? What up? And Hello, you know, I think fuckers. he's still recovering from his vacay <laughs> in the desert. <laughs> Scottsdale, Arizona, I believe it was. Yeah, Scottsdale, man. Yeah, fan, fantastic. I don't want. To, I don't want this to sound like an interview, but fan, it was fan. Because I feel like role reversal right now. <laughs> right. Because normally you kind of start the show, man. <laughs> and I'm fantastic. Like, hey. I'm going to tell everyone. You probably will talk about this in the episode and everything. The most cigar friendly, and you want to talk about just awesome people all over the place. I ran into one douchebag, and he wasn't even from Scottsdale, so it made sense place was fantastic man um so i'm gonna let you well whatever what are we smoking say he's not back into the groove yet i could tell that's why i kind of helped him out and started this thing out um last week oh you did this one first we had oh that's you right did yeah, that yeah, one yeah, first. yeah yeah so i'll do anyway one. um yeah. so well the cowboy will jump into this but i found this when i was in scottsdale i went over to fox cigar bar uh, shout out to those guys. Place was great, whichever. Um, they had some bottles for sale, and I knew I had seen this before, and I thought the price was crazy on it. So this is the very it old Barton, 100 proof, uh, straight bourbon whiskey, um, and it was uh, picked up for 20 bucks, and it's still in the old school. Like this is like the old Weller bottles. It's in that old bottle. Um, and you said we'd have this before. Yes. Yeah, I know we have drank it. We've had, had it, and I think we've had it on the podcast. Cheers, Cheers. This is, you have this in one of your decanters at the house, right? Right. The readily, the and I have a couple of bottles of this. I don't, I, I'm pretty confident they don't sell it in St. Louis, but they have it over in Illinois, because that's where I've always bought it. And, um, it says distilled by Barton Distillery, Bardstown, Kentucky funny that it comes in the exact same bottle from Weller. And let's let's go through this again. Old Bardstown Distillery, that is Heaven Hill? No. Bardstown is Bart- the thing? Barton Distillery. Barton Distillery. There's Barton Distillery and then there's Bardstown. Okay. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. And God knows who, if Barton is, could be owned by... Um, Jim Bain, probably. Let's, let's well, go no, ahead. No, I, I, I want to say, and I can't keep track of this shit because people are buying and selling shit, are they... But I don't. I think Barton has been bought out, and it may be Buffalo Trace or Sazerac. Somebody bought them. Oh, okay. Um, but anyway, nevertheless, this is where that's from, and it's a great 100 proof bourbon. 
We've known about it for a long time. It's an absolute beautiful bottle. It reminds me of the old Wellers, which I still have, um, which most of you guys that are following us, I'm sure have seen the new Weller labels and the new Weller line, which been bit out like, I don't know, at least a year and a half, maybe longer. Oh, that's one thing I want. You know what I still didn't find in Scottsdale, even though they had alcohol everywhere? That single barrel Weller, that orange label Weller. I've never seen it anywhere. Yeah, apparently it's out. Yeah, I've never I seen don't know. it anywhere. But apparently there's an eight-year-old Fitzgerald coming out too. Yes, I think that And drops. I've been checking on that, and I think it's just getting ready to come out. Yeah, I think that drops uh, the But yeah, you're market. right. That single barrel of Weller, I've never seen anywhere, and it's got more of an orangey label. The It looks just red. like the 107, yeah. but yeah. yeah, but it's got that orange to it. Um, so and then we are smoking the just released. These arrived at Lit and probably most distributors within these arrived monday so probably between last friday and monday the nation got these cigars this is the cohiba siri m this is the first cohiba to be rolled and blended out of miami at el titan de bronze uh sean williams the ambassador for cohiba uh all the articles are calling this a homecoming for him because before he was the ambassador for cohiba he had his own cigar line that was rolled out of El Titan de Bronze. So, uh, so names attracted El but Titan where de Bronze. Where is El Titan de Bronze? Miami. Oh, okay. Names attached to El Titan de Bronze. The one that you'll know, the two that you'll know most of, um, Warped and um, Aganorsa has used it. Uh, Drew Estate uses it a lot, but pretty much everything that Kyle Gellis and Warped does comes out of either Aganorsa or El Titan de Bronze. And those are just all um, municipalities in Miami. What? Those names, like no warp cigars, like Cal Gallus's warp cigars, made out of, at El Titan de Bronze is the factory. Is that a series? That's of, a cigar company, warp cigars. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. And then, uh, like, and then Drew Estate cigar, Ag right. Aganorsa tobacco. That's the, like one of the prime. Nicar Next to Pepin, you've got Aganorsa. You know, when it right. comes to Nicaraguan tobacco, uh, so that they also work there too. Um, Cigar's pretty sweet. It's got a got a shagged closed foot, uh, little pigtail up here on top, and a like green, black, golden, white. In Series M, M for Miami, maybe. I'm gonna assume. I have no well, idea. It's like. Um, well, that's the other thing. I did. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I did just try to look something up. There's not much on the cigar out. There's well, not. what's the one we do by Tatawahe? The Series RC Series. The RC Series. And yeah. That's the real Cuban. Real Cubana. Yeah. Um, but that as well is is out of pretty much. I think that's part of the Miami stuff too. But yeah. it's the Miami scene, but as close to real Cuban as you're gonna yeah. get. In, yeah. And here, yeah. Well, so I don't I know. And then there's a secondary label in Matt Gold that says Miami USA. It's pretty sweet. So let's cut these fuckers open. Dude. Cut the pig tail. And the other great thing about this lighter, or I'm sorry, not the lighter, the um, this cutter that I've had, it's called the Cuban cutter, cuttery, Cuban cuttery. Anyway, the pigtail fits right in that little, that little sh pigtail hole and bam, cut it off perfect. It's um, like a non-stupid cutter or stupid cutter. Well, I'm excited. This rolled um, shag foot, we just light it up. I know I've done some some um, 
what do you call it? A closed shag foot, a wrap. Yeah, yeah. You just light it, right? Yeah, yeah. You don't. You just don't even toast it. Just put it up and start lighting it. gosh there was a bunch of silence i was trying to get this sucker rocking. yeah we're getting it rolling i'm gonna start having to click in some more audible buttons for the silent moments Whew. okay she's lit all right we're in and this thing is um retailing at about 31.50 a stick so um, it is well worth it i'm assuming it's well worth it i've only yeah. I've talked to two people that have smoked it and it's supposed to be great so Let's see. Well, maybe I, yeah, I just, I guess I moved the label up and whatever, but just initially lighting it and getting it just going and everything, it, it, um, you know, I don't know what the, the leaf, the wrapper is, but it's very smooth. It's not like the, um, well, what do we call it? The toothy? Yeah, it's not. You not know, very the good. darker um, wrapper with the tooth in it. Uh, the construction of it feels pretty, not super tight, but certainly well put together, you know. Yeah, it lights up pretty good. It's got a really smooth wrapper on it. Yeah, I haven't really retrohaled, but I can already start coming up, like literally coming up, like a bomb coming. It's almost like yeah, it's, it's like got right a, before the storm. It's got a little uh, kind of like a spice trail mix right off the bat. You get some nuttiness spice and stuff like that. <laughs> Pretty good, man. Well, it's a good-looking cigar, that's for damn sure. It is, and it's, it's funny coming out of me because I'm not, I'm not a big Cohiba fan at all. Um, smoked the new Red Dot when it dropped, the new rendition of the Red Dot, I believe is what it was when it dropped, was good. Um, I smoked uh, a Sean Williams exclusive that was good. Uh, already, and again, you know, the, when you light the cigar, it's not going to tell you anything about it right away. It's better than any any of the other ones. Well, at least we're we're on we're uh, heading down the road. Yeah, you know, my whole experience with Cohiba was like back in '94, '95. Uh, me and some guys went down to New Orleans. Well, now you're talking Cubano Real Cohiba, not General we're Cigar talking Cohiba. The real deal. Robustos, dark mm -hmm. Maduros. And um, and now let's just put all this in perspective. I've smoked probably by that time, a, I, I was into the punch and I probably had some Romeo and Juliet's, probably the anniversary editions. So I was really just getting into cigars. And then of course I have this, and I say Maduro, I don't even know if it was, to be honest. I don't know if they put out uh, a Cohiba Robusto Maduro. In that time, probably not. It was probably, a, so it was probably a, just a, a sun-grown Corojo that had a little little brown to it. But then there's also the thing in the early, like in the 90s boom too, 
Maduro wasn't so much a wrapper leaf that was used. It was just almost Maduroed Corojo. So it was still like the Corojo you see now that is like a light hue of, of dark brown. And then you get into, like when you get to a Maduro, it's kind of a almost chocolate brown. But then you get to an Oscuro and it's black, right? Or a San Andreas wrapper is black. That's kind of how that progressed and proceeded. Well, I looked it up, like best uh, Cohiba Robustos and they go by years or whatever. And right around that time was some of the best um, straight up just Cohiba, whether it was their mid-range Robusto or whatever, I mean, was some of their best. I don't know how you would put it, their series or or that blend or whatever. But I think I got real lucky and got that anyway. And that would that would be matter. that would be hard to do now. Happy. That would be hard to do now because with when Cubans got back into the want, need, and desire spectrum, the Cohiba brand, the Real Cubano Cohiba brand, stepped out. Now you got the Bahikes, you've got the Little Blongos, you've got Lonsdales, um, you can reserve. Like you have all these different addition on a special. Yeah. And it was probably some of the last true grown tobacco before the sediment damage well, done to the soil. Well, it was a true price because back at that time it was 400. God And that damn. was 400 on the, um, however it got to us uh, price, you know, because there was an embargo going on. And well, you know, when it fell one off of the them truck, was a doctor boat. went through the procedure of however something is gifted or however it goes. Um, but we love the hell out of them. I remember us down in New Orleans. Now, have you been to New Orleans? Nope. There's the Blacksmith Bar. It's like the old, one of the oldest bars in America. And it was, I mean raining. And when I say raining, I mean literally buckets. And we were there early in the morning with the jukebox going. It was dark and we had it rocking and rolling. And we were doing Bloody Mary with like these pickled string beans that were this long. And we were doing those uh, cigars, and we, we couldn't have been happier. Even though we looked out, and it was like small Venice Cafe Rivers. Just It was during the Jazz Festival. It was cooking up, huh? But we had a good damn time. We probably had some other recreational things going on, but... Sure, uh, mood enhancers. Right. Why not? Not mood rings, but no. yes. You remember mood rings? I don't know, that may be too old. No, no, those were big in the 90s, dude. You put it on, if it was red, everyone knew you were mad at them. Really all came down to how bad your fingers sweat. That was pretty funny. <laughs> if you had a mood shirt or a mood hat, you know, or if it was like a line, they knew you were a line in your mood or whatever, and your right, hat would right. start changing colors, kind of like Pinocchio's nose, that would be kind of trippy. You want to talk about rip-off industry that probably made a lot of money. Pet rocks. Mood clothing. Pet rocks. <laughs> Chia pets? I mean, come on, I got a bunch of them. I'm getting ready to start my own line of uh, wallet bands. Wallet bands? Yeah. 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 Did I call it wallet bands? Yeah, we're called called pocket bands. bands. I think it's called pocket bands. They call it wallet bands. Pocket bands are like a. What else would you band up in your pocket? There's people do some weird Maybe shit. Some of your recreational people... stuff, but or you ever played that Mr. Pocket game? <laughs> I don't know what that no, is. You pull but... you reach into your pocket, you pull your dick in your pocket, that... and pull it out. No, I've never done that. Must have been a nightmare. I'll have thing. to get it on my uh, bucket list. Yeah, I you have to play Mr. Pocket with somebody. Completely ridiculous, but you know why not? 
Well, it's nice having this old barn. I'm, I'm glad it was a cool pro. And I thought for sure, because they also had, they had another one that was 93, I think. Yeah. Right? And it was same cost. So I got two of the, two of the hunter proof. Um, and I went there and we were sitting there and they had 30 year McAllen on the shelf. And I'm like, I'm gonna do this right. So one time I'm gonna open it and drink it. $600 for two ounces. Dude. Uh, my mind can't even wrap my head. Oh, don't worry, that. guys. I, I did not do that. Yeah. Well, I brought back boxes of cigars and spent less than that. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> I saw you were like, that was pretty funny. I guess she took a picture of me in my natural habitat. Um, yeah, I saw your purchases. You were able to grab uh, the 19s. The Las Caveras 19s? 17s. Black 17s, label 17s. Black label. And this was so funny. So I, okay. That's and I have, to, I, have to, I have to come clean about something. Being the cigar guy that I am, I flew to Scottsdale with four cigars. Yeah. I'm dumb. Day we get there, have smoke a Cyclops out by the pool, right? Get in the water. You know, mom's has a cigar. I light another one. I'm like, I'm out of cigars. Whitey's like, we need to go get an e-cig. I'm like, all right, cool. So I punch in cigar shop, Scottsdale Cigars, two miles up the road. Go in there, itty bitty little shop, dude. Probably like from where I'm sitting to the wall of lit and right here, this is it. Just a little shotgun style store. Walk in from, when I mean floor, like there were boxes open on the floor to ceiling. Half of this, just cigars everywhere, Yeah. right? A lot, a lot of difference. I mean, like a lot of like stuff I've never even seen before, like machine-made stuff like that. But I'm I can doing see my where laps. that you could find that. I'm there. doing my laps, and Aaron goes, "Hey, I found your tattoo," and I'm thinking, I'm like, "Well, Aaron's well, in there with you." Yeah, cruising, cruising. We walk over That's there. Unusual. Sure, shit. Sealed box of LC50 2017 Las Calaveras, and there's ten sticks in an open box on top. And he goes, do you know what those are? And he goes, yeah, it's tattooed on his arm. And I was like, I will take this whole box. You give it to me for 200 bucks. He goes, uh, he goes, no one else knows what it is. I went, okay, cool, 180? He goes, oh, 200, fine. I'm like, huh. all right. And that's so, for the loose sticks as well? Huh? Yeah. Two, so everything, everything, everything you a got. A box of 24 within 10 sticks, it was 200 bucks. And then I bought some, he had. I, I mean, know, but I didn't get a text like, ding, you wanna go have these? <laughs> no, I want the Halsey's on this yeah, one. Yeah, no, no, there's no, there's no sharing that one. I mean, uh, I'm going to share it, but not Halsey's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can have some. I know that's funny. I you know. You can have some, but not half. But, and again, I want to say something right up front now. I've already been out with you on a vacation. How, how long were we there? Was it four days? Five days? Keys? Keys. Five days. Okay. We both brought about... I don't know. I know I at least brought 40 cigars. Maybe. I think we both, I think I had, yeah, something like, we had, we had almost 80 together. I think you had a little more. Whatever. Yeah. My point is, is there something about buying cigars that, you know, a man likes, mm -hmm. even though you've brought your cigars? So I could see you really unconsciously forgetting the cigars, so you had to buy cigars. Really didn't mean to do that because I, I knew I was going to buy shit. unconsciously yeah. because of the thrill of finding the cigars and then, you know. May also be that thing where I decided to pack at 5.45 and we left at 6.15. Me and you weren't even out an hour and you had bought a box of some Cubans. Oh yeah. For the decorative box. Yeah, yeah, That yeah. was like your first haul. Yeah, first And you stop. brought them to the table and they look like, I don't know, like two sweets with red and green. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, and we bought some Rodriguez down there. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I still have that box. Uh, I, and we still have the, um, oh, I'm brain farting, but what? What? We, the one we did our podcast at. I got some of their cigars. Oh, at, at Green Street. We got the Green one Street. where it's got the Corona rolled in the Robusto. Yeah, I still have those. That was a cool cigar. That was, was unique. That was fun. It shocked me. I remember how surprised I was because it kept burning. I really expected that thing to stop working. But I have to say, if I would have been in Scottsdale, I would have brought my cigars and equally probably took back as many as I brought. I would bring back twice. Definitely came back with more than I bought. But, um, no, I got to tell you, if you're a... Like a, a, if you play golf, and, and I, I knew this, like the waste management tournaments held at TPC two in Scottsdale. Again, not thinking of any of this, just whatever. There is a golf course on every corner, and then attached to that or across the street. You know, like there's always a CVS and a Walgreens. There's a golf course and a PGA Pro Shop. So basically, <laughs> Scottsdale was just, hey, let's just do as many golf courses as we can, and then build a whole city around the golf course. I believe that, yeah. yeah. Pretty, and they're like, we'll leave the cactus here and there. You know, it'll be all right. This is hilarious, man. But then when you read into it, like I'm talking to some of the guys that live there, they're like, dude, people, you can play, you literally can play golf in Scottsdale 333 days a year. All the, like some of the golf courses are lighted. So like during the summer when it's 110 outside, you can play at dusk. Yeah. Didn't somebody tell you you went at the right time? The rest of the time, it's like. Oh, the people, people sitting there and uh, shout out to Justin, Jose and Lauren. They're following the podcast now. Um. Lauren was like, you have to buy expensive flip-flops here because if you're just wearing, like, dollar store just flip-flops, melt them. you will melt to the fucking asphalt. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> yeah. And here's the other thing that was cool, too. So every single bar or restaurant has a patio, right? And on the patio are a series of misters oh, yeah. that are on all day. But the mist is so fine, it's just enough to cool you down, but, like, your phone screen won't ever get wet. Like I'm sitting, no, I'm sitting under the thing at Fox like this. Cigar not wet at all. I got it more wet sitting in the pool smoking it. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Ever since my pool's been done, we've had like snow, blizzards. <laughs> Dude, like I, I remember joking about degrees. The- I get, I literally, Zick calls me last night. He goes, "Hey, are, do you like getting up at 4:30 or 5?" I'm like, "Okay, what's the joke?" He goes, you need to go uh, water them Jap maples in the morning that I put in. Because when that sun comes up, it's clear. It'll go through them prisons and burn them leaves. So I had to get up early. I I did actually two waterings just to try to save those leaves. I mean, they're probably going to be fine. But, you know, to be dealing with 28 degrees, you know, what, a week and a half away from the first of March? That's nuts. Yeah. And then guess what? Probably next week, it'll go up to 90 to 100, and it'll never well, let go. Okay, no, here you go. This is the literally the weather run out for the next 10 days. So just follow me. We're starting tomorrow, Thursday. 57, 61, 61, 68, 81, 81, 70, 64, 64. Yeah. That's tomorrow through next Friday. So it gets to 81 and then falls almost 20 degrees to yeah. 64. Yeah, crazy. I went to the farm. And it snowed yesterday. I know. We got like, I don't know. It, most of it melted, but we, we had a good little dusting. Yeah, eighth of an inch stuck, maybe. But um, I went to the farm to meet a plumber to get all of my plumbing things to, uh, 
Mr. Groom came down, who's been uh, fully vaccinated. He was very happy. And it was like 72, 73. We sat out in t-shirts and flip-flops. It was utterly amazing. And they were like, oh, it's gonna cloud up, get very windy and cold. No, stayed clean. It was beautiful all night with a half moon. It's absolutely gorgeous. That's another funny thing about Scottsdale. Like, you know, if you're outside and it's 90 degrees and it's sunny and the clouds roll in here, you know you're in for a thunderstorm. Saturday, sitting in the pool, right? Nice and sunny. Clouds come in. That sky got dark as could be. This wind blew through. What did the temp dot? Uh, about 10 degrees. This wind blew through and those clouds disappeared in like 10 minutes and it was 81 degrees again. And was it nice at night? Because in Utah, it gets a little chilly well it would it, it got down around like i think it was like 57 at night wow you know about 30 degrees for, yeah but what was your highs uh i think it was like 81 82 when we were there yeah well yeah. they haven't got to the hundreds yet no well even then yeah because then when they're in the hundreds it's 50 degree drops between day and night uh. well back to this cigar it is a very, i'm gonna say this it's the best general Cohiba I've smoked. Next to the Sean, the Sean Williams exclusive, because that one's phenomenal. But so far, it's good. I mean, and this is one super, of those. It's super smooth. The draw is effortless. The ash looks beautiful. Everything about it. And I will say this about this cigar, too. It's really weird. There's like some of, after you've taken a puff or whatever, the cigar lingers and stuff. It seems to dissipate pretty quick. It's a really clean burning. And you know, sometimes tastes are funny, right? That little linger. So there's one thing I'll say, other than the natural kind of earth dirt of, of the tobacco, the one linger I get like through the retro hell is like applesauce. I don't know where you come up with this. It, it just is what it reminds me of, like Did, faint applesauce. Have apple you had applesauce here lately? Last week I had some applesauce. At breakfast, man, I had some applesauce. Hold on. Now applesauce is stuck in my head, but I wouldn't say applesauce. Like a good but cinnamon apple there kind of is, thing, but very faint. There is a little um, a faint fruity and I hate to say fruit because I don't know who these son of a bitches are who come up with all these little names. And I think shit. they're full of shit. That's why I was joking. They're totally full who, of shit. Who typed up those flavor notes on oh, the Cyclops? I told Janine right then. I says, I don't like that. I don't want that. I don't want anybody thinking. I thought chocolate. you did that and I stopped no. doing I have never, I'm like, I have known this man for. No, he gave those to her. No, well, he didn't smoke the cigar. No, 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 uh, the blender. Um, oh no, Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy gave those no, to her. Sorry. It's yeah, crazy. and I told I told Janine when he gave it, he says he won't want those in. And I mean, I'll say I don't either. I don't want even anybody having preconception of what they are going to taste. That needs to be something that they explore on their own. That's why like on, the, that. on the flyer we put together, it shows it's a complex body and there's some spice that's going to meet you on the way through. That's how you start that. It really is a, a really nice, unique flavor when I retrohale. It it's, not apple it's not applesauce. It's not applesauce. Apple but sauce, I man. like I like it. I like it. Applesauce. But it's just like a quick burst of something that I've never and I really and it, it feel like right? I uh, can file these 
smells and tastes in my mouth mm -hmm. from the cigars. Now, I, I probably can't put a name to them, but I've, I've definitely smoked some of these flavors in there, but that one's unique. I don't think I've ever had that one before. You know, I'm going to assume that most of this is Dominican. There's probably, this is probably an Ecuadorian wrapper. There's mo probably mostly Dominican. Hey, I shouldn't say that. This, some of the outside of, so like the, um, so you're saying most of theirs are not Nicaraguan built. They're more the Cohiba, General Cohiba. No, yeah. there's only one Nicaraguan Cohiba that's been made. The so rest of it's Dominican, Honduran, yeah, in that area. Um, this this has some of those. Um, and I know me and you are not big Dominican guys, but I mean, I, I do really like this. I mean, I wouldn't pull out 30 bucks to smoke it all the time, but I mean, it not, is well, yeah, really we're, we're not done on it yet. And this is another one of, this is one of those things I want to, I love how limited the cigar is. And I'm full, and when, guys, when you see the box and everything, you'll understand the $31 price point and why it is what it is. But where I'm going to give it. Do we need more boxes? Send it in a bag. Well, but then you don't, but, but, okay, so here's the problem with that, right? Some people are going to dive into that cigar, you know, and the, the, the individual that does not care about price point, is, they're not held within a margin. It's Cohiba, it's new, they're going to buy it. If it was just in a bag in a plain brown box. But those are for the educated smokers. Oh, now, I understand, I understand about romancing. Um, I understand about seeing the beautiful box you're having a great experience and you want the whole beautiful 10 yards, you know, and you're going to pick out your smoke and you want it to be beautiful. I get all that. I'm not saying don't do it, but I mean, somebody who takes a liking to that, you know, who has enough beautiful boxes and just really wants your cigar, there maybe should be a little outlet for that. If, if it's something that you were going to produce more of, and I'm sure the they guys would. Are saying no, Hodge. Yeah, they're like, that's not going to happen. Up, dude. That's not going to happen. <laughs> you're not going to show up in a Provada farm rolled bag. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. So whatever. Dream away. That's hilarious. Well, it doesn't matter because there's, and it's the same thing we say about bourbon. There's enough good stuff out there. We're explorers. We're we're sometime explorers. We're sometime ambassadors. Um, so listen, don't worry about it, man. There's plenty of good shit out there. You know what? Um, just kind of click through. What I am going to give this yeah. thing is this thing's got 10 out of 10 construction, solid through and through. Well, that's what I said, right? I mean, this thing, even, even on the light, you can still see the shagged foot, the closed foot. You can still see the tobacco sitting out there. Um, if you smoke the Cohiba, I think it's the Spectre. I haven't smoked a lot of Cohibas, to be honest with the you. The Cohiba Spectre, that, that kind of nasally wrapper taste that you get, that's some of what's drawn through on here. But the, I was the, looking the faint for any sweetness uh, I'm color getting. changes in the um, ash. Not yet. Like in the uh, Cyclops, I, I actually could see color changes coming, which was very interesting. The, the tip does seem, and maybe it's just because it's burning hotter. Um, it's a little different, but... Well, no, you got to think, the cap up here, that's where you introduce the flame to the cigar, so it's yeah. going to be darker. Gotcha. Um, I love it. This thing's burning fantastic. Uh, I mean, I'm now he's he's about an inch and a half, two inches in. I'm about an inch in. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's not bad. The little sweetness I get, I keep saying that, but it's like an apple and the Granny Smith apple, kind of like that. Not super sweet. Almost almost uh, more tart than it is sweet. But it's good. And then it's got I just a solid took a swig of my very old Bart. And um, I like how they had to clarify that on the bottle, right? It's not old. It's very old. I just always, I always say, I want to, I probably would say Barton's, but it's not, it's Barton. Um, anyway, love it. Um, so what else, man? What, what else happened on your trip that was exciting and fun? Because come on, man, you, you've got, I was thinking you're going to bring me back some great stories like you got stuck by a, uh, a cactus or some shit. No, we hiked out. I, I went and screwed up my IT band and now I'm limping like a, like an idiot. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, we hit Did some, you say uh, your IT band? IT band. What, what is that? That is a ligament structure that reaches from the base of your a ACL. ligament structure? Ligament structure from the base of your ACL right up beneath your gluteus maximus. Oh. I so basically, just, uh, layman's turns my, my ass leg hurts. a little bit, <laughs> but not you. I got my T1X um, my linear ass. ligament that my. goes back to my gluteus maximus <laughs> that is strained right now, and it's causing me equilibrium problems. Yes. Oh, okay. Or layman's turns my ass hurts. Well, now we got that yeah. figured out. Now we got to figure out. No, it was cool, man. We hit some trails, had fun. Um, See lizards? Huh? Lizards? No. Uh, well, I need to walk up on a rattler, though. That was fun. Whoa. She's goofy, dude. Like, we cruise up, and she goes, oh, look, a snake. Goes to grab her phone, you hear the... I swear to God, that woman was 40 yards from me and heartbeat. Gone. Gone. I, do you know what I did see? You probably saw these in Utah. Like, ground squirrels? Dude, they're squirrels like this big. It's a squirrel. They're like that big. You know, every, and jackrabbits. They were everywhere. Now, jackrabbits. Everywhere. I don't think I saw a lot of squirrels. Um, no, saw a lot of lizards. Little there blue were, tailed, like blue tailed lizards. Yeah, we, there saw. were a lot of uh, ge like geckos, or I don't, I don't know if they're called geckos in Arizona. There are a lot of them there. Uh, we did see from a distance on Pinnacle Peak a mule deer was hanging oh, out okay, off, yeah. on the, like the far side of the ridge there. Um, supposed to be a lot of mountain lions there but mountain lions are dormant they're everywhere there, now but, pretty much huh um that was cool we saw the thing that blew my mind i'd never been that close to cactus before and some of these things towering they had 40 50 feet they're so crazy. then you know me right we talked about how i go on my down my rabbit holes i, I want to know everything about a cactus now some of the right? flowers off a of cactus Dude, some of the most beautiful flowers you've ever seen there and we, we walked up on one that was wilting and it was still the prettiest damn flower I've probably seen in 10 years. Did you smell it? Huh? No. See if there's wilting. any, any uh, floral notes to it? No, no. We I can pick up for our no, no, no. podcast. I wasn't trying to adjust my palate for the, uh, you know, the flowers. Um, but no, so I started reading about some of these, um, these cactus and these things will grow. Do they call them cactus or cacti? When there's a lot, there's cacti, but a cactus is a single cactus. Huh. See, learn some shit. Um, should, because I'm willing to learn. Um, well, I wanted to talk to you about something too, about the, like the landscaping and botany side of things, because I found this hilarious. Um, but some of these cactus, right? Like that one that I have that picture of that's easily 30 feet tall. So they'll grow vertical, and for it will take about 50 years before they sprout their first arm. 
and then they'll, their minimum age length is about 150 years. These things will just keep growing. Wow. Right? So you know when houses are building or being built here in Missouri and, and all, a lot of, around the place. and um, Like I've seen it with palms on the coast and hibiscus and things like that. And they'll frame, up, frame these up and leave them on the property until they're done. So Scottsdale is in a major buildup right now, right? Like houses everywhere. Because why? They can work 300 days a year. Nothing's slowing you down. If someone's getting a house landscaped, you'll see a row of trees that are stilted up. All these properties, thousands of cacti, just sitting in pots, stilted up, waiting to be planted in yards. So they've gone in and they've uh, balled and burlapped them, ready for transport to another facility. Yep. Well, it's the same way down in Florida. Them palm trees, I guess, are just actually... The root base is not too big when you, you if you get them young them, burlap yeah. them and transport them, and then they do kind of a two by four bracing system for a while till they root in, and then you can take that away. But it's gorgeous. I mean, we we live in um, you know six to nine months of growth, and then we go into a um, we just don't have year round growth here in St. Louis, but down south they've got year-round growth and i've always kind of wanted to live with year-round growth i mean because i love well that's 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 what i love about it's amazing the growth of some of these places oh dude like you you know i think i've told you this before my favorite flower is a pacific hibiscus right it's a samoan hibiscus okay now you can buy them in missouri and you can plant them but because for whatever reason in missouri if you plant them in the middle of july right they'll bloom and then they will fall off and the trees dormant for another year but when you're in the pacific for whatever reason those things will bloom every day big vibrant orange and yellows and reds and purples and they're just big flowers stacking dimes over there taking it to the limit yeah uh, it's good. It's it's getting some. Uh, you know, speaking of it, with the with the old bar, very sorry, very old Barton. Um, this the Barton's got kind of a doughy thing to it with the cigar. And then the cigar is making it kind of like like fresh dough mm. bread, like meated dough. Yeah, you're really getting into these um, taste profiles. Mm-hmm. I, but I I kind of get that. Yeah, I do. I do get that. Mm kind of a bakery doughy yeah 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 like a like a fresh uh like a like a pizza dough or hand hand meated dough to get that that natural yeast development it's pretty good though maybe a crispy cream you know day after you know, a couple of flakes Ooh. of frost or a real bagel something. shop when they're hand making bagels uh. you gotta love the jews man they're bagels that's a fun joke you can laugh um, the cigar puts off a pretty stout amount of smoke, man. I like it. I mean, I'm going to snap a few pictures because, I mean, really, I guess we're about 40 minutes into this. And I don't even think I'm halfway through. No, you're not. And, you're, uh, you're approaching. Are you getting pretty close to that Miami label there? Yeah. I'm about an inch away from the Miami label. <laughs> um yeah, Scottsdale was fun, man. Almost got into a tiff with one guy at a bar, but... A tiff? A tiff, yeah. Well, what, my, what I mean by tiff is me bouncing his head off a bar top and ah. getting thrown out. Um, but uh, the cool thing about Scottsdale, man, is it's uh, it's 
Now, there's when I when I say this, there are cigar shops everywhere. But like when you're when you're trying to, the thing is when you travel, you try to par things up to each other. Like you have your home shop or your or your home shops plural where you hang out at and you know people. You try to compare certain things. Um, there was everything down there was uniquely different, and I think it was uniquely local to Scottsdale. You know, kind of, kind of like That's here, here cool. kind of here in St. Louis. You don't want to go there, and everything's the same. As no, here. it's like, well, it's like here in St. Louis. All the shops are uniquely different. There, there's, there's no chains. There's no, um, like collective awareness going on of I mean, how I a think shop that's pretty be. true about our shops too. From Stanley's to, I mean, that's a whole different vibe than here. Yeah. And then when you go to Montres, that that's a whole different level up there. Right, and then when you go when you go down to crew, that's more of a collective community thing. You know, it's a Sip city and smoke. It's like a super ass chill, like yeah. super fly environment. Yeah, kinda. like cognac all night, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I hear you. Um, but uh, but it, it Kansas was City's crazy because then basically you got Outlaw Cigar. That's where and, you and got one north and you got one south. Yeah. Huge open smoking, big veteran. Um, Supporters, yeah, supporters out there. Um, but that's that's like that's like here. So you know, we we play Golden to here. We have a lot, a lot of golfers here at Lit, right? We play a lot of golf. Uh, Brian, Dana, Andrew, they play a lot of golf. Dude, when I say gas stations had Golden Tees in Scottsdale, it's it's a golf town. So you're saying it you can play go- you can play Golden Tee while you're filling up with gas? Dude, so I, it was it was it was annoying, right? So we're at we're at Fox hanging out. And I'm like, oh my god, they have a Golden Tee. I was gonna try and play the tournament thing that some of us have going on here. And I'm talking to the owner, and I'm like, he's pulling lid up and checking it out. And he's like, this place is fucking dope. I'm like, it's awesome, man. It's a sweet spot. He goes, you play Golden Tee? I'm like, yeah. So he turns the Golden Tee. It would go to the Golden Tee. They pull a screen down. It's on a projector. And so, like, it, it, it was funny at first, right? It was cool at first, because you're like, holy shit. Then you get to the second hole, and literally, to look at your ball spin, you look over here, hit the button. Then you look back over here to check your win. Then you draw it back, and you shoot it forward, and you're literally like. The thing's so huge? Oh, it's massive. Oh. Massive. It was, I ended up quitting the game. I'm done. There's the guys there. Like, you know, they got, they got like a group of guys that play there that are kind of like some of our guys here. They end 20 under, 22, 23, you know, they tear it up. It, it's, it's hilarious. But it was for even right now. Dude, right. It was, it was, it was, it was cool. And it's, it's much like being at, and we'll hit some spots, lit crew, Stanley's for the most part. Everyone there is always welcoming. You're cool to go. The people in Scottsdale. There was no one was no one sucked. Everybody was cool. Everybody was cool. It didn't matter. Except one guy who ruffled. Yeah, but he he was from Tennessee, so whatever. Oh, okay. But every every, everything was cool. It it was fun. Um, And there were there were a lot, and like everyone was receptive too. So like when you're talking to, um, and it's the it's the same thing there. And like we we talked about this in Florida, like. Not everyone that goes into a shop knows much of anything about cigars or alcohol for that point, right? So when you know, everyone kind of eases in. And everyone I talked to about Lit and mentioned crew and things like that, they got on their phone and like started checking shit out. Like, oh, cool. If I'm ever in single, like they're, they're marking trips to go places. They want to hang out with people. They want to do things. Well, the other nice thing is not every humidor in St. Louis, you're allowed in the humidor right now. And well, that's to true. To be able to walk around oh, that's the other thing. and explore, no is mask, nice. no mask, not one mask anywhere, anywhere. 
that's crazy because when we went to um, Key West, we were masked up from the time we got in the Uber until almost until the time we got into our condo and walked into the kitchen and we took it off and I was like, oh my God, that was like a total, and listen, I know some of these, like uh, most of our family is nurses and they wear masks for 10 hours straight or whatever. Whew. I have a lot of appreciation for that. I just, I've been wearing a thicker mask. I think I need to get some surgical light. I get more air through my system. Yeah, it, it was cool. One, one thing about it though, airports are federally mandated. So in airports, you have to have them on. Um, and one thing that kind of got me is like mask. Like, I'm, look, I'm not an, I'm not an anti-mask or anything like that, right? Whatever. I just, I don't like to wear it. I'm not really worried about it, but it's good for everyone. So you have to do it, you know? Um, um, so I'm going through TSA, leaving St. Louis. And I've got my mask now, on. My I'm, I don't want to interrupt you, but did they ask you for any type of vaccination cards or anything? No. 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 You think that's coming? I, I'm curious. I think I'm they're gonna. I think they're gonna talk about it, but I think it's gonna be almost impossible to. To because what's there to say if you go, you buy your ticket online, and there's a note that says, "No fucking way." Bring your bring your card. You get there. You're flying to wherever. And they say, we need your card. They're like, I forgot it. What, are you going to tell someone you're going to refund them their money they can't fly? Well, no, I agree with you, but I will have that card and my passport. That's crazy. Right? Um, I get my second on, I think, the 30th. Right on. Somebody showed me a picture. Um, I was down at uh, Stanley's the other night of a guy who had uh, at least seven inches of an ash and he was holding it with his fingers. And then I looked at the picture more. You never saw the end. So the end may have been sitting on a table and he was holding the ash. But dude, I've never seen a, a cigar that's structured that would have a seven inch ash. So here, 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 here's the thing when you see those, right? There's a, re now sometimes you'll get lucky with the cigar. This can work, you know, the whole vertical standing and everything. But a lot of times when you see people doing that, they're sitting in a room with no fan on, no AC on, nothing's happening. You're just sitting there in a dormant room, smoke billowing around you because you're trying to create a finish. Also, what people will do is they'll make sure when they ash it, they ash it linear. So when you get done, you can push the cigar in it and push the ash together. It'll look like the ashes all together. Well, I wasn't believing this picture at all. Like you, you've seen, you, I've sent pictures where I got like a four or five inch ash and I've stood the cigar up on the ash. You know, that's about as far as I, and, the, and then the thing with me too, is like, I don't, there comes a point where you just start tasting all this burnt shit. You know what I yeah. mean? And I don't want to do that. I've always felt like leaving the ash because I know there's a lot of ashers all the time, but then you have to, I always felt like the ash to a certain point was really keeping a good and consistent burn. Um, and that ash was actually protecting a more consistent burn. Right. If I should say it like that. And, um, so I, I've never tried to ash too much because I've always felt like I'm going to get the most 
pleasurable and smooth burn out of that if I don't ash all the time because then it has to kind of regenerate a little heat, create the ash around. Well, and then what happens too is if you're ashing a lot with a cigar, depending on how you're ashing, you're gonna create force objections in the wrapper. So if you press on this side or you press on this side, you might start cause the canoeing. You don't want that to happen, you know, and because then you gotta retouch it and light it up and things like that. But if you're constantly just trying to smoke all the ash down, I find the longer it gets, the more um, burn that I taste because you're starting, because you gotta think, even though the smoke is pulling from right here where the burn line is, the air is coming from up here. So you're pulling through all of that to come down. It's kind of the same idea as like, don't, don't put a cigar out now and then relight it from where you put it out tomorrow. Because all you're going to taste is burnt well, tobacco. I think there's at least a three and a half inch ash on there. Yeah. And if you want to hold yours, see the angle at which it's falling? Rotate it over. To where the angle's down. Nope, turn it over. Right there, hold it there. And then smoke that way. The ash will grow longer on it like that. Well, very enjoyable. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's fantastic. It's a gorgeous label. Uh, yeah, and the construction is, is it's 10 out of, you cannot have better construction than this on a cigar. I don't think, I think this is a standard and there's a lot of cigars that meet this standard. This is fantastic. I'm still riding that. that we that, are almost 49 minutes into this baby. And I would say we're probably close to the halfway point. Yeah, you're further than me. I'm, I'm, not, even, I'm not even there yet. So are we ready to introduce the next uh, little yeah, giddy yeah. up? Give me, a, give me a second here and let's do it. Why don't you kind of talk about this so, one? Reference this from last week. Well, so last week when we introduced the new Cyclops, the Craft Imperial Cyclops, um, I, I, I kind of brought Heaven Hills White Label, the six year, um, because that's kind of where me and Mark started our relationship and whatever with bourbon and uh, kind of got going on our adventure. But the, the follow up to that is another green label Heaven Hill, um, which they have on the, the it's, and the labeling is absolutely beautiful. Some of it is just straight up. Uh, labeling than others uh, like an old English. I think that green is is that's like a master's whiskey. But it has a big red label six year and this is 90 proof. So this juice in this bottle is just a little under the six and a little birdie told me when I was in Louisville that they're getting ready to discontinue that. So I think I probably bought six, seven bottles. And I'm, I'm guessing I paid probably around $15 and just put them in the vault, the cowboy vault. Um, but anyway, we've tried it. So I brought this. And there's really nothing more to say about it. This is a six year, and there's pictures that I took. This is a six year, 90 proof. And we're gonna let me, let me ask you a question. And it's, a, it's a screw off label. Screw off top, yeah. Or, Correct. So it was very old Barton. Uh, top, uh, just like, and actually the, the very old Barton is as well. And we all know they've already proven screw offs are better, but like round cigars, we like corks, but uh, we're gonna pour this is basically what I'm telling you. And this will be the follow up um, to the story when we were doing the white label. 
Um, I want to ask you something. So you see some of these bourbons that do this, right? So on there, it says old, old world or old style bourbon. Is that what it says? Yeah. Old style. I Does think that mean sour mash? No, I think the reason they're doing that is they're trying to keep tradition alive. I, I think um, they're trying to keep the verbiage uh, consistent with the way it's been, like old style bourbon. I mean, even back in the day, and when I say the day, what is that? I don't know. 1970? <laughs> well. For bourbon? You know, I, I and, and that's really funny we bring this up because um, when was the bourbon industry like okay so I was born in 60 so I was growing up with guys who like bourbon but then also in my neighborhoods it was a big Catholic neighborhood they're all about returnables like 905 we right. gotta have our beer right, right, we right. have some bourbons around and um, so if you were gonna sell a bottle like this even then you were like you know, old style bourbon from Heaven Hill. You know, they'd have all these glorious little things about the bottle and whatever. And I think the reason it still is on there today is because they're trying to continue the uh, heritage and the history of the bottle and the labeling is what I believe. Right. Now, that's without doing any, any... Uh, no, that, that makes sense. I just, I just, I was just curious if there's like a uh, a mashing method that because you know you know how Kentucky shit is. Like, no. there's certain parameters you have to follow for this and that. And well, we're gonna cheers our six year ninety proof green label Heaven Hill King of Juice and Bibs for sure. King of Bibs, no doubt. That shit is just so smooth and calm. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. You I just think taste Heaven Hill. The same notes, the caramel notes, and everything that we love in a good bourbon. I think Heaven just Hill. The is, proof is just a little, a little lower. Yeah. Heaven Hill is one up, and there may be. I'm gonna say there's probably three or four. Do I know all three or four? No. But if I'm telling someone that there is a whiskey you can pair with anything, does not matter the strength profile, body, anything on the cigar you're smoking. Heaven Hill will carry you through all of that. Even even the bib stuff. Even the bib stuff. Well, yeah, I agree with you 100%. I mean, Heaven Hill is just bad to the frickin' bone. Um, and especially when you talk about the bibs, I mean, we are showering down now on what's been said in some um, trailers is they're gonna put out this year, late spring, which is coming up soon, an eight year old Fitzgerald, which means now in the decanter series, they've got an eight, a nine, an 11, 13, a 13, 14, a 14 15, 15, and 16. And I hope, I know this sounds stupid, I hope they never do the 12 in a decanter. Well, I have a 12, but it's not in the decanter. Well, the 12 is the only one that's not in a decanter. Which is interesting, too, because I do believe the first Old Fitz decanter was the 11-year, and it came out before the 12. <laughs> and it's funny because everybody has their own different one they really like. But as I just they want one. <laughs> it says, as they like it, they're like, oh, I like the 9. I like the 11. 
but I don't hear a lot like I like the 14 or the 15 or the 16. Well, I think the, the those three have been the hardest bottles to get a hold of. And I have them and I've tasted them because most of what I've tried to do we did is the 15. taste all of them. We did, yeah. the, or we did the 14 too. You've tried yeah. every one. 16 I haven't. I haven't the tried only 16. one I think we haven't tried is a 16 mm-hmm. because I only have one of those. And um, and I've got a couple that I have three of, but maybe I can, um, I'm hoping to maybe, I've never traded anything, but I'd like to have um, the eights if they come out, because I know there's an, a sweet spot, because all the, the master distillers have said, when it's ready, it's ready. And I know the eight, nine, tens are pretty good well and that's what's so interesting to me maybe pretty damn good when it when it comes to that right so you've done a nine through 16 right what makes the uh, are the oh are the, i got lucky good timing are the are Ooh. the mash builds different i think they're very similar um i would just think they were very similar if not the same yeah Man, you know, I don't know if we talk enough about retrohaling, but I know that's not going to be for everybody. But man, that that is really a nice way. I think I to think check it's a, some of your flavor. It's a talent that everyone on. everyone should do. Now, we've right. Well, you don't have to retrohale every time you no. draw, and no. you don't have to do a, a complete. Times through your you don't even have to do a complete draw through your nose. Just swallow a little and kind of let it breathe it out through your nose open up the back side of your palate and put the two together that's where that applesauce thing is for me that little tart apple with with some you spice. get another little like opening into some flavors in there that you might not have had um, what are you looking for well oh i i saw this uh, anyway it's no big deal anyway yeah Yeah, construction on this thing is phenomenal. It's got kind of a typical Cohiba thing to it, or like a primarily Dominican thing. It's got some some dirt, um, that yeah, earthy most thing. Great cigars don't have. It's not like it's going to be a party. No, and that, and that's something true to say too. It, it's something about it if when when someone reviews a cigar and they use thirty words as to what you taste in it. That just sounds like you made a bowl of a bunch of shit and hope someone likes it, right? I, I've said this before. I'll say it again. I think cigars have three distinct tastes. They're gonna have they're gonna have the initial taste of the cigar itself as it's lit. There's gonna be the mouth taste and the retrohale. Together through that, if you're picking out eight nine different flavors through a cigar. I don't know. Dude, when you when you look at wine sommeliers, okay, which these guys make millions of dollars a year, when these level threes and fours that do this stuff, they don't pull out six, seven, eight notes of a wine and tell you what to do with it. They pull three, maybe four, and suggest something with it. You know what I mean? So with tobacco, you can't have 12, 13 different flavors. There can't be barnyard hay up here and then medicinal properties down here. It, that doesn't, it, it, no. It's, it's, it's just crazy to me. I think what's happening to us um, is, um, at least from my experience, it's like cigars 
you're you're spending the time when you have some wasted time to explore your cigars your bourbons or your drink of your choice and then i even find it goes as far as now that i'm challenging cigars to find flavors and standards and in my bourbon and my drinks my vodka whatever i'm i'm going uh i'm not stopping there i'm going to my orange juice like orange juices i've gone through this phase of different orange juices even as much as tang remember tang love tang you put tang in there and you get the water and shit now i get fresh squeezed so i go to schnooks and get fresh squeezed and then i'll get like a month of fresh squeezed and i'm like man that is fantastic and then all of a sudden one day I'm like what whoop whoop what's going on i'm not getting the same citrus flavor what, what's going on and they're right. like yeah well I, and then i'll have to go in and i'll say hey something's different like well we went to a different orange i'm like what well see and that's what i mean i'll add one more now I'll, I'll a add different a, orange now we're going into orange that's juice. what i was going to say so now i'm going to say there's a fourth taste that comes through right so i said initial draw mouth feel palate retro and then environment okay where you're sitting what you're doing consumption what have you eaten what are you drinking right did you brush your teeth yet okay did you have very salty food before you lit a cigar that's going to completely change your palate layout but still there's going to be things that bring you back that set you in place that have you with the cigar and I like, guess I, I've sat down, I've talked to these guys that, that I've sat down and conversed with them that'll smoke through a cigar and they'll just, suddenly there's a Roosevelt chocolate with a hint of sea salt. First I'm of all, like, what are you doing, I man? don't believe there's a lot of guys that sit down and smoke cigar and think a lot about that. But me and you do talk about it and that's what we do. But what I think it's funny is when it's brought to the breakfast table and I'm like bringing into my orange juice is what I'm laughing about as well as my sausage or whatever. Yep. And now I'm starting to evaluate food that I'm buying. Like, you know, well, I, I really like that. Well, let's get well, those. Well, see, so one thing that we talk about a lot is my steaks, right? I, I'm a bit of a snob when it comes to steak. If it's not sacred or farms, I'm not eating it. It's that simple. I, I don't want to buy it. Well, well you settle for some, steak. but we... I will, I will look at steak. If the marbling pattern's not right, if the thickness isn't even across the fat to the meat, like, I won't touch it. Now, do I honestly know what that does to the flavor yes, content? I know, I know that the more fat in a ribeye that you can caramelize when cooking it adds flavor to the meat. That's I know what that. I'm all about. Right? I also know I love, I love just meat, so filet mignon, right? I'll eat a rare filet mignon, just the protein meat. But that's got to be a certain thickness because at a certain thickness, it's got to be cooked at a certain... T- you, everyone's got this thing that you can attribute to something else. Like you're on oranges and shit now. My, when it, when it comes to caramelized like that, fat, that's a whole nother level. I do, I do it with jerky too. Type of jerky. How dry is it? How moist is it? Like what type of pepper did you... Everyone's got... that. You know the age old, you know the age old comparison we can do with this? Coke versus Pepsi. That fight's been going on for almost 100, over 100 years. Yeah, but then Coke you go Pepsi. one step further, it's the ice you put it in, too, because you get that so do you like, see what I'm saying? little straw-like <laughs> ice in yep. there with a good Pepsi or a Coke. It's, and is it fountain? 
can bottle i mean it's all different man dude it's all different that we can bring it into whiskey is is this heaven hill non-filtered no, not even that. Is it better in a Glencairn or better in a rocks glass? Right. I taste it more in a rocks glass. I definitely glass. think uh, glasses have a big thing to do with it too, especially with wine as well. Yes. I haven't quite understood, you know, like Cooper's Hawk um, does some other, I don't know if it's a, I don't think it's a purifying, but it's a different maybe way to bring air into the wine. They've got like this uh, unit Cooper Hawk does. Oh, they use the um, the uh, that decanting line. Yeah, yeah. It, I'm not it, really it's, quite it, sure. It's just like a. Uh, there's a new tool now for red wines where you don't have to. Pull, it's called a corbin, so you don't have to pull the cork out. It's a thin needle and it's got a CO2 canister in it. You push this needle through the cork, and you pump this canister, and it pushes CO2 in and pulls the wine out. And what it does, it doesn't allow the wine to oxidize on the weight of the glass. Because they feel like what's in that bottle is better than what you're going to get once it's been oxidized. Yes. yes. The idea behind that I is... I always like to think I'm the guy who can really put it in the best layman's term. <laughs> uh, and maybe that's not true. But if I can understand it and put it into simple terms, I think it comes across a little clear. That's just me. But whatever. Woo. I'm like... I want to give shots out I'm this. almost... Ready to pull um, hey, my Cohiba label. Let's talk some strength side here. What do you think? I think this is like we're right on the backside of mild. Yeah. We're pushing the backside of mild. I, I wouldn't say it's full. We're baselining a medium here. Yeah. I do. The body on it though, I want to give it, I'm going to give the body a medium too because that earthy stuff, that natural tobacco, that ground that you get kind of dries your tongue out and that allows for the fun to play around with the smoke i think and i definitely love the retro hail on this yeah i think sauce, that's baby. one of, i think that's one of the coolest thing about this cigar is the retro hail every time you do it there's like a, a a quick little sliver of flavor that i can't put a um put a name to it which is fine and it's just fantastic um, that's fine too. and i'll tell you what across both of these these two bourbons so far um, I think there's a little more sweetness in that. I think these two have been pretty good pairings for what is we're. It, you smoking. think this is a little sweeter? Um, Maybe, or no, no, not sweeter. It's that Heaven Hill thing. There's more. There's more like honey, honey in Heaven Hill than there there is in other places. The kind of like like I'm talking like uh, honeycomb honey, real thick, textury. It kind of rides the top of your mouth a little bit. I don't even know if I can explain it, but I think they're very similar. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard for me to put a little giddy up on that, but I definitely like this freaking cigar. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. But that's what we do. We are um, explorers through the cigar world of trying different things right now. And I love it, man, because you know me. Initially, I was like, hey, I got my cigars. But, man, I've loved this little adventure going through this shit. Keep going out of So, this one, I don't know what the actual size length of this, but, man, we're an hour. I mean, actually, we're, we're about, I want to say an hour and 10 in on this. So 
and I still have not got to the label yet and it has been an amazing so well, let's break that down though a little bit when you're thinking about it so this cigar was a $30 cigar we're already in an hour I I bet you this is an hour and a half cigar at least I probably could pull this out to about a 135 so now you equate value with time because a lot of these cigars that we have that are boutique cigars, whatever, um, depending on the size or whatever, they're, they're probably, most cigars take 25 to at least a half an hour, 45 minutes. So now you've paid double, but maybe you've got the double value in this cigar. Pay a little bit more for the labeling and the beauty of everything they've put together in the presentation and romancing this. And so, you know, I guess even for me, and I'm not lying, $30 is a hell of a lot to pay for a freaking cigar because um, in, all, in, all, in all probability, that would be two and a half cigars purchased for me. But I just unclipped the label and I still have another good three and a half inches. I mean, this literally could be a two hour cigar or at least um an hour and 40 or 45 minutes so i guess you got to give that a little love on that note but again me and the viking don't talk too much a little bit about stuff about a day before we talk about maybe what kind of bourbon he's got or i got or what whiskey or spirit we might have on it but i think we're now through two um bourbons and I think both of these have been pretty damn good with the bourbons, the pairing. And I just told them, I, I pulled this label off and we're, this is easy an hour and a half cigar. Oh yeah, I mean, and, and the cowboy, easy. you're, you're, and you're I'm easily, about you're, a half an inch, inch to a better than you. Yeah, half inch, inch further than me. Um, so let's talk about some uh oh guys we want to, we're going to put this out here we won't do any ads about it, but we'll keep doing it one we want to shout out to lit the locker sponsor uh home base for us pretty much um it's getting better and better guys shit's going crazy this is where we got the m at come in here hang out with us say what's up it's a lounge you won't forget i promise you that the cyclops is available from us here at craft impero uh hit us up on our instagram for pricing and information um, or our email craftimperial at gmail.com we'll send you everything you need um, we will be in a couple of shops here soon uh, we'll keep that on the dl until we know exactly which way it's running and where they're going uh, but yeah that was my quick uh, breathe of a, a ad there that was pretty good well we got the cyclops uh, a week from monday so we're two days past what we got this and we are about well i'm just saying since 45 we, got, 50 we did them on monday sold. and now we're two two days past so seven eight we're about nine days of having the cyclops you were so, gone so about but i've smoked at least um six of them and i've been sharing them with ever everybody uh, that I know cigar smokers that I'll get a true evaluation and because I'm telling them like hey listen man you know a lot of guys that just start their first cigar they're not overly worried but I really kudos to you and um, 
us trying these different blends and then finally picking one. And then I truly believe that what we got was better than what we actually thought we were getting. Well, I, I, I want to say this too. And I think maybe, the, I think the best part was originally smoking this blend against 10 other blends in February of last year. And then doing it again in November. And then even again in January, we're smoking on stock that was rolled 21 months ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we're sitting on um, an exact age on the leaf. We, we don't know. I don't want to really get into that because that's when you get too nerdy and people start doing whatever. But the cigar itself has been rolled aging in temperature and humidity controlled rooms for almost two years. Right. You know? And so as we order through this, this 10,000 that we have rolled, uh, or available to, they're not rolled yet, which, whatever. Um, we're gonna move them, man. It's doing good. I, I'm, I'm really excited about it. We've got a lot of prospect, perspective stuff going on. I think on we should start looking for our, um, start sampling our next blend for the fall for the pumpkin. Um, the pumpkin patch kids? Yeah, but it, it could be the pumpkin patch or the pumpkin <laughs> series or whatever. But I'm just saying, let's find um, that one in the next couple of months so we can get uh, that all stacked up and ready to roll in the fall. But I, I couldn't be happier about what's happened so far. Um, anyway, very excited about that. And, and like um, the Viking says, we're, we're hoping to have these available to people that are interested and uh, i mean i've always said this to you guys who are listening to this podcast which i know through people that i've met on the street at restaurants and everything there's a lot of people listening to our podcast um maybe once timers or whatever but it's a lot give us some feedback and try some of these cigars man because i think you'll be really um happy it's something a little out of the norm of your normal uh, humidors and if you don't have it tell us where you'd like to bring it we'll work something out but man give us some freaking feedback because i love that shit whether you hate I do too. it and yeah. suck it yeah you know it sucks whatever i do that's too. fine I, I like just that. let I us know give us some damn feedback but but you got to get the damn cigar but give us a few <laughs> weeks and i think they'll be available in a lot of different places that you guys go and if not we'll figure it out uh, we'll make we it need work. To send them to you, mail them to you, whatever. So that's enough of our Cyclops bid there. Um, these bourbons have been great against this cigar. You know what I want to say about the cigar? I, I want to smoke it again, but the first cigar in the morning. Because I wonder if maybe I've smoked, I smoked two cigars today. I smoked a Roma Craft Neanderthal, and then I smoked a Blackwork Studios Green Hornet. So I smoked two of probably the strongest cigars on the market. And now we're easing into this, you know. I'm telling you what, I've never smoked a cigar in the morning. Really? I just don't think I've ever like lit up in the morning. Oh, it's like, fantastic. What do you with do coffee? with a coffee or yeah, whatever? Yeah, I just like when I'm on the work, it's fire cigar, I'm going to work. I know, but I'm always going to work. I need yeah, to just you can lay back for a day or two <laughs> and smoke in the morning with a nice cup of coffee. And then maybe we'll talk about a coffee pairing or whatever. Yeah, but see, I, I don't do know. Like a little, I, I I don't know a lot do about. Do you do about? Coffee. You do any coffee? Yeah, I, I, I'm. I've been. I've been drinking Kona coffee. The most coffee I drink is Kona coffee. I do some black rice. Well, I do a Hawaiian coffee every morning. You do Kona. It's the white chocolate macadamia now Kona coffee. Yes. Yeah, I love it's it. Fant- I love it too. And I obviously black. Right. I don't put anything in my coffee. Well, I do put um, mine in there. I. I 
lately I've liked that Kenny Chesney um, uh, oh, key that, lime. Yeah, that uh, Kenny uh, Chesney bay, key lime uh, bay, uh, liqueur. Bay, yeah, yeah, it's a blue bay, blue chair bay. Blue yes. chair bay, yeah. Whatever his line is, is yeah. green. And I like to buy it by the bottle and put it in there because I know exactly how much I need. And um, I find that just good because I'm, I'm a, uh, uh, listen, I'm kind of a seasonal guy, you know, if you check your phone, you'll be doing the same thing you did the same time last year. I think we're creatures of habit, but I do like drinking my coffee black sometimes, but I prefer a little uh, pizzazz in it. But that Kenny Chesney Key Lime, I like that. It's a little different rather than whatever the hell they give you, like a sweet cream. Right. I try right. to just keep it at the very minimum. But anyway. Well, isn't that blue that's chair? That's funny that me that and you like the same blue coffee. Blue chair rum alcoholic. Isn't there, what? Alcohol, in, isn't there alcohol in that creamer? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just making sure. That's another good thing. <laughs> it's like you've been hitting it hard. You're going to start your morning easy. Get a little yeah, I've been I've been easing. I've been easing back into coffee. Man. A you little actually, uh, You know what coffee, I actually like to do? You know, creamer and your thing, yeah. Is in the morning. So, like, during the summer, right? I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a weirdo. But I can't drink hot coffee in the morning when it's hot outside. Go ice coffee. Uh, icing up, dude. And just yeah. black coffee over just ice. Just make it. Yeti. Get up early. Make it and let it sit. Room temperature. Throw it on some ice. Your little creamer. Yeah, you don't need a creamer. Go, just pour it over some ice, dude. Yeah. And then a Yeti. Just hold it cold. It's Ooh. like vacation every morning at my place. I think yeah. my place is being developed more as a vacation home. <laughs> because I was trying to explain it to my good uh, buddy Kelly, who was like, my house was very homey, low ceiling and everything. And now I'm finding my places, which is great. It's it's more like a resort now. I think it's kind of ended up. Like you walk, you walk into walk my living up. room. Would you like some fresh squeeze orange juice? Right. Would you like some you, you, Coyona it's, it's, coffee? It's, it's hilarious. You walk into my living room, you bypass the kitchen, you look at the bar. There's fucking six palm trees in my in my living room now. You walk out on the patio, there's six more palm trees. With Are you with, talking about your one in Wildwood or the one yeah, down the new in Scottsdale? Yeah, the new one right now. You got palm trees yeah, in there? Yeah, and we're doing underdecking. You ever heard of this? Underdecking? Wait a minute. You got palm trees by your bar? Yeah, baby. In your bar, inside yes. out. I yes. didn't even know people were selling palm trees yet. We just had snow last night. They're not real. <laughs> oh, okay. Because they're inside, well, dude. There you they're go. inside. Now I understand. <laughs> yeah, but some people could bring live palm trees in, and then they put mm -hmm. them out in the day. They yep. get Hey, man. Hey, hey. I don't make that kind of money. Kind of thing. So I'm not flying a palm tree in well, from Well, I'm Samoa. just saying, nor do you have the time to move your plants that much in a given week. No, and nor would I. I'd put it outside, forget about it. It'd be I dead tomorrow. I so. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. It's cool, though. But I, I agree. It's kind of it's kind of the... I think both the spots have eased into what, what we like to do. Like, it... And I'm telling you, like, we are we're going to have to do Scottsdale. Uh, we're going to have to. Um, I'm going to say this and throw it. It may be more fun than Duval Street. Have you ever, well, Duval. Have I ever been to Duval? But have you ever been in New Orleans? No. You know how I know I've never been to, how do you say it? New Orleans. Yeah, I still call it New Orleans. <laughs> well, because I've been there long enough that I've got the New Orleans New Orleans. New Orleans. I used to tell everybody all the time, do you know when someone's been in New Orleans and they haven't? They either say New Orleans or they say Narlins. 
What'd you say, New Orleans? You've been to New Orleans. And I normally stay at the uh, the Royale, the New Orleans. The New Orleans. Is Royale. that the one with the uh, bar that spins? No, it's just a basic old school. A lot of marble, a lot of old, old. And then they've got like a Greek um, pool on the top uh, with a beautiful bar that overlooks all of uh, the corridor. And then you've got like uh, like six stores down. They've got a uh, a poi boy shop where you can like go down. I want a breakfast. And they put the whole breakfast in your poi boy, wrap it all up, and you take it up to your suite. Oh, nice. And you can just cut, and you've got all your breakfast in your little poi boy. Nice, nice. And um, so we've done that. We've had the kids down there many times. It's great. It's fantastic. Well, I think this is one of the first times in a long time. We're in like 120, and we've never even taken a break. Yeah, we have not, and I don't think and we, we don't need to. We don't so, need to. We're gonna I mean, it's through. fantastic. Well, I've I've got about an inch and a half left, and every oh, every I do bit have of this has been something fantastic. exciting to announce. Uh, oh. I registered the the Patreon. We locked in with YouTube live stream, so we are going to be doing once a month a live stream podcast on YouTube and the Patreon. So. We'll have to have a little film camera or something? No, we can run it through. I, I have an external camera for this that we can set up. Um, but it, we'll try the first one through here and check quality. If not, then we'll get into equipment and work out. A, we don't need a production-style camera. We're not doing any of that, guys. I still want to reiterate this. For a couple dudes that know shit nothing about IT, we've done a pretty damn good podcast, I think. Yeah, so. no, no, no doubt. And for everybody who's saying they can do it better, yes, you can. We totally agree. But until we're I keeping listen, it like this until, I until listen, we're ready to take it to the next until level. Until I listen to your podcast and see you stealing our shit, you know who you are. Well, yeah, It's kind of a compliment, right? It is a Thank, compliment. You know? Yeah, when you completely reformat. If somebody just starts saying you like funny shit that I say, I'm like, yeah. well, why are you mocking me? And they're like, well, maybe that's a form of you know form of, form of flattery point. is that you the know? term a form of flattery yeah not, um not so we'll, we'll probably do we'll do the first live one here from lit uh just seems right um and then uh yeah it'll be fun um i wanted to ask you uh so you've been smoking on the cyclops a lot right a our lot. cigar probably had six a lot of, since you lot, of, lot of good feedback on it um i handed some out in arizona um, I gave about probably five away. No, I, that's that's wrong. I gave two away because I took four cigars to yeah, some full shit. Two cigars away, um, and they were they were really good. Something really unique that I did in Arizona. And I want to know if you've ever done this. You know, I'm not a shot guy. I don't do anything. But I ate a scorpion and drank tequila. You know, I like tequila, and I ate a scorpion. It was kind of cool. Now, I was really let down because when they presented it, I thought I was going to hold a scorpion by its tail and eat it. It's a fried scorpion. Okay. Right. Where it was funny, everyone, I probably had 30 people at this bar recording me do this. They go, how did it taste? And I taste like a fried cricket. Everybody asked me, First why? Of all, I've never even had a fried cricket. You're not going to, why, why have you never had a fried cricket? But I, I'm not saying I wouldn't eat a fried cricket. No, this I'm is just, what I'm asking. How have you not had a fried cricket? 
Uh, I guess I've just never Have been to the, real the, you know, Popeye's Fried Cricket place. <laughs> I've never been there. KF, I, KFC, Kentucky right, Fried Cricket. Right, I've never had Fried Cricket, <laughs> uh, cr- uh, whatever, Crippets or Scorpion Tails. What you, English? Crippets? Whatever. I have not. Crippets and tea? Not Crippets com- and tea? It's like, oh, hey, we're your Hodge. They, they're offering, uh, with your drink, a Scorpion Tail. Oh, yeah, let's try it. No, I just have never. It's not that I wouldn't do it. I just never been offered it. Oh, well, it was funny because I throw this scorpion in, I chew it, and I'm like, "Me and you guys have been three years. Have we been offered a, scar- a uh, scorpion?" No, tail? but I thought everyone's had a fried cricket. <laughs> it's like a stupid shot thing. What are they selling at Schnucks? Fried crickets? I don't know. I've never had a fried cricket. They might be next to the maybe, <laughs> maybe. You might maybe. be able to find them. There. I'm just not in there looking for fried crickets. Now, what's the next thing? Like, what do you got? Cicadas coming up? Like fried cicadas? No, I've this is the year of the seventeen-year crazy-ass cicada. Like when I'm in the pool, I'm in here. Uh, it's all you. night long. Um, but it, but it, it was cool doing all that. Um, I got a bet. It was amazing. It, it, it was really cool because everyone. It, but it was interesting is they gave you an orange with it, like the citrus supposed to bite off the tequila, <laughs> and I'm like, or the venom. I guess they've. Gotten rid of no, the no, no. The tails are cut off. Literally, they literally looked like a very small Ritz cracker cut in a square. But he's like pulling them out of a Ziploc bag with tweezers and he hands it to me and does all, does all that. And it, it was fun. It, it was cool. But so the one point is that's the closest I've been to Mexico. I've never been to Mexico. I've been to Tijuana. Okay, I haven't seen any bullfights or anything. Yeah, no, you didn't. No, you didn't Not like Hemingway was a regular no. experience. Right. Like, uh, hey, talk, talk about that. Some... You were you were telling me about that that you started getting into Hemingway. Well, Hemingway's got like I want to say one, two, three, four, six, a, a three-part series, two hours about Hemingway. And listen, the Hodge uh, literary is very limited. You know, I've read uh, a bunch of stuff, but very limited. Um, but I've always been uh, interested in Hemingway because obviously I've been to um, Key West and I've seen his place, which is a stinky cat Smells like cat piss. Um, cat festival there. But guys, we're not kidding. Don't ever take the tour to the Hemingway house. My biggest like shock was he died. He, well, slash either did or didn't at 61 i'm 60 and i'm just like all the pictures i'm like i thought this dude was like really old he was a fisherman hunter a man's man but like man this guy is way complex really deep um he's probably gay well i'm not saying that's not true when you say but he had a lot of sexuality issues he liked his women to dress up like boys um, I mean, he had a lot of things going on. So he was gay. Could be. Yes. Well, my point, well, it's like a woman. There's a lot of women, like, uh, or one of our favorite is Miley Cyrus. I think she likes boys. I think she likes girls. So you, maybe you call her a bisexual. Maybe. Okay, well, we're not going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> but whatever, I'm just saying that... Um, he was a complex individual, but his writing style I really like because it's just really kind of cut and dry. 
and he can write from the perspective of a woman or a man and i just found it interesting now listen do i do i ever want to be like known like hodge is like really breaking down hemingway hell no but i found it interesting i fell asleep many times <laughs> because it is boring as hell but i caught enough to get a glimpse of him and the biggest shocking thing it was over at 61 which seems like a very limited experience but a couple of the key notes i picked up on he was in paris and paris has always been um, if you look at all the great painters and writers and there's just something about paris that was a breeding ground for a lot of great artists as well as hollywood echo canyon back in the days where a lot of artists somehow got together and started writing great music and there was a lot of good things and i think it was something special like that and i really don't need to add an awful lot more because if anybody knows what's going on they kind of know what i'm talking about yeah and hemingway was a cigar guy um you know he was a, he hemingway's always been like my rum favorite guy because he's the one that i think outside pirates right because you know the outside old, of pirates because old pirate tales were rums right because from jamaica from the coastal islands in the atlantic and the bahamas rum is the the distilled liquor right uh hemingway was is the old-fashioned picture of the skull and crossbones on the jug drinking and writing those, those are hemingway paintings that you see um and that was cool like getting into that right you've never seen a skinny rum guy because guess why sugar baby sugar All and day. we know today that sugar is a weight gainer and that's why i think hemingway loved rum and he was always like kind of a i i, I don't want to go as far to say he what was he fat yeah but he had an stoic big figure full face kind of fat like face with his beard and if he was a rum guy, and that's probably a lot of why he was that way. We, uh, even though Americans are like that, most of our sugars come from all of our processed bullshit. But I suspect that's the way it was. Um, but I was a little shocked at 61. But the story so far and I have to wait for another two hours to get to the next level. But it's gonna be interesting just to have a little more history over the stink house of the cat house and his giddy up down there. But I loved it, it was fun. So we're gonna come back to this cigar because this thing is phenomenal at the end. This thing picks up so much more I'm down it's, to like the last inch. Yeah, and I'm about two out. It is absolutely phenomenal. There's a butteriness that picks up in it. Um, and you get a cool, you get a cool kind of flow of, of the tobacco. It heartens a little bit more. All right, well, you keep giddy up, and I got to go to the first after 1.30, which is pretty good for me. Go ahead. Just I settle it up there, man. The old uh, corral. I'll be right back. Keep it going. Hold on.
Um, and the cigar is 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 cooking real well. It's it's doing it's doing really well. The way this cigar is really kind of factoring back into what I want to do is smoke another one tomorrow morning. First cigar um, on construction alone. Construction alone, fifteen dollars of this cigar is completely acceptable. Um, as you smoke through it, it builds a lot more with these Barton, you know, very old style Barton, Heaven Hill, I want to say without looking, they're within the same region of each other. You're getting some kind of a, some kind of a put together development of, of, oak with some bakery and, and i get a little bit of honey and stuff like that um but it all, all in all it, it's solid man i mean i i dropped I, I set my ash down at about two and a half inches i've got another inch and a half going right now i got about two inches of the cigar left um and it, i mean it, it smokes fantastic and i'll tell you this last two inches all of the hardiness the body the 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 strength has come together and it's still going to hold we're touching that medium line. i think we're baseline medium and strength here and we've got everything following through from it so it's looking it's looking really good i'm really enjoying the cigar um fantastic yeah it's great to be back on the podcast here at lit enjoying it as much as we can um as much as legally possible you know uh, and I want to thank everybody for all the support that we keep getting. Thank you to our new followers out of Scottsdale. What's up? Aloha, guys. That's fantastic. Um, come out to Lit, man. Grab this cigar. Get after it. It's, it's, it's worth it. And I, want, I, I actually I want to challenge this to a lot of Davidoff smokers. Um, you're going to get... Here's one thing I will say about this cigar. You're going to get more body and strength out of this then you will most uh well probably next to the 2021 limited from davidoff and excluding the late hour or the nicaragua or the yamasa so the classical davidoff lines you're going to get more body more flavor um richer flavor you might pull some of the same notes like that earthy dry tobacco kind of fill but i still sit solid on a i'm going to call it applesauce like a tart applesauce that i that i pull on this that's going to be my my flavor note um and you'll notice i'm not throwing in 30 different kind of combinations uh, i'm getting earth um natural tobacco and then the retro hill really puts together this tart apple and a semi-spice so i'm going to call it like a, a tart applesauce you know apples and cinnamon you know um a little bit it's good it's really good stuff so part of me why i take this uh uh draw off my cigar mm. i'll tell you man not often with a lot of cigars i think this that it holds together it really does and 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 guy i'm gonna i'm gonna hit this again i know i've said this 10 times construction the cowboy held a almost four and a half inch on his cigar and it let go probably because he was talking and not smoking and keeping the burn going i had two and a half on the initial um the cigar is absolutely fantastic and it's smoking beyond amazing 
absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. I'm very excited about this. And uh, and both both these bourbons, it's not it's not often that we've talked about how two different bourbons together go very well with the cigar. And both of these, I mean, neither one has disappointed, let's put it that way. No. I, I, think, I think that the Heaven Hill with that little honeyness involved definitely treated it better. Um, but that was, that's me. The very old Barton is fantastic with it, but that could also be that I'm on the Heaven Hill at the last bit of the cigar where I think the cigar is getting even better is creating that kind of uh, transition to platform. Well, whatever, I've loved it. It's been a good journey through this whole damn thing. All right, we wanna put a challenge out to some people. So the best, uh, the best quoted, I have had listeners walk up to me and tell me this. Uh, Cowboy, do you remember the podcast we did at the Russians News Spot a few weeks ago? Yeah. And he called, uh, uh, we were talking about a young whiskey and he called it the, uh, oh, it just left me. Is it a scotch? No, no, yeah, but he called it the, uh, what he called the pocket pussy of whiskey. I think he did. Hang on. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to tell you guys right now. It was a uh, hilarious. So somebody commented on it. No, it was uh, yeah, it's been it's been said to us by numerous people. It's it's actually been really funny. Um I just need to find where Here it is. Uh no, it's not it. That's not it. Uh Fleshlight of Whiskey. <laughs> Uh, I want to shout out to the Mad Rush, and that's been the most quoted. Uh, there have been people that have walked up to me here at Lynn's, asked me about the fleshlight of whiskey. I just start laughing. In the podcast, we were talking about something, and Soifer chimed in and goes, "Yeah, it's like the fleshlight of whiskey." Flash, fleshlight, fleshlight, fleshlight. What the hell does that mean? It's a, a pocket pussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll rein you in a little so, later. Okay, it's a joke. It just laugh at it. It's a funny. It's a funny. Fleshlight, flesh, 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 skin, flesh. Yeah, fleshlight. Wow. I'll walk you through it. Yeah, that's something later. new or something. I mean, about twenty years old. Yeah. Well, it just seems so weird, but whatever. Yeah, you're right. So obviously, somebody caught on to that, enjoyed it. I, I've never talked like that but that's interesting yeah, a few have and it's it's been fun man okay well that's good well what good. we're gonna do I'm glad somebody responded to that that's cool yeah what we're gonna do is we're gonna wrap this podcast out we're gonna get our little after hours patreon going at the patreon craft and or patreon.com slash craft and uh three dollars a month um from the and i know uh, that's Viking. a big haul three dollars a month uh, it's crazy it's cheaper than gas now at least in Arizona. For uh, one gallon. For one gallon, yeah. Uh, from the Viking, Mahalo guys, I'm out. Uh, take us out, we'll hit you with Wawa Pub, and then we'll see you on the Patreon. I don't know why we're whispering, but this is the Bourbon Cowboy. Are we whispering? Kinda, it was like, kinda we're like, you all of a sudden came in, and it was like, well. I just gotta be able to push the button and stop. I know. <laughs> but listen, I, in, in case you guys didn't know it, it's been me, in the Viking for the last two weeks, one-on-one, which I think is, uh, has been enjoyable. Um, we have a lot of our crew that hang out with us a lot of time, but these last two ones have been great to be one-on-one. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. And hey, man, look for us on the after hours tonight, because God, who knows, man? 
I'm kind of stoked about getting into another Cyclops and talking. And uh, so anyway, look for us on the Patreon. This is the Bourbon Cowboy. And as always, we thank our lit sponsor, is, uh, our locker sponsor and whatever, man. Fantastic. If you guys never been down here, come down here. But listen, for me and the Viking, we are out. We'll see you next week. Giddy up. Shoots. Craft Imperial is brought to you in part by Wildwood Pub and Grill in Wildwood, Missouri. Great place to go into to grab a drink, awesome food, a mixture of your neighborhood bar and grill, nightlife, and the baddest place to hit golf balls inside. Experience their four to five bay golf simulator, full 18 holes to a driving range. Go into Wildwood Pub, mention you heard about them on Craft Imperial Podcast, and you will receive a voucher for one free hour of virtual golf in one of the simulating bays. Drop in, grab a drink, have some awesome food, amazing people, and enjoy.